0: This episode sponsored by Decked. Protect your stuff. Get your decked drawer system at deckt.com slash OP. This episode also sponsored by Truebill.com slash OP. Don't fall for subscription scams. Go right now to truebill.com slash OP. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash OP. Boo 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 boo. Boo! 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 Boo boo. <laughs> boo! 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 What is going on, everybody? Welcome to my little uh my little live stream as the sun goes down. Nice down jacket. It's just a plain black Patagonia uh jacket. There's nothing to this. Although I don't think I need the jacket. It's like I think it's like 50 degrees here on the on the beach right now, which is which is absolutely lovely. Ted Palawada, Tim Malley, Chris Grassi, Dan Stinson, it looks like Glenn, De, uh, De Pedro, Pe- Ben Turner. Oh my God. It just goes on and on and on broke guys. Don't buy Patagonia. All right. All right. 83 degrees in Arkansas there. Chloe, right on. Good evening. Oh, from Minnesota. Oh, wow. We got, uh, we got another person from Minnesota. Do you know, Rachel up there in Minnesota? Do you know Lizzo from Minnesota? Do you know uh, the, uh, the purple people eaters from Minnesota? Do you know that the Mississippi River starts in Minnesota? Do you know they have a lot of islands? Oh, no, they have a lot of lakes. Do you know that Bob Dylan was from uh, that part of the country? Uh, the dog is driving me nuts. This dog cannot be by itself at all. Pat Duffy if that's the same jacket i remember that thing is at least 15 years old no man that's that, that's a different jacket that that is definitely a different jacket land of a thousand uh 10,000 lakes rachel says but actually minnesota has closer to 12 or 13,000 lakes i've been studying up on minnesota i've been studying up on uh minnesota they love their they're obsessed with i think uh turkeys I think they're obsessed with uh, cows. I think uh, as far as states go, Minnesota has more turkeys than uh, any other state in America. Doggy, I'm down here. Relax. Yeah. Oh, my God. If this dog doesn't see me, he panics. Although I left him by himself because I had to go get a Christmas tree today for the family. We refused to get uh, the Christmas tree in the city this year because, you know, they want close to $200 for the Christmas tree, all in. And I'm like, you know what? I'm back to wheeling and dealing, which I kind of like. Cheers, by the way. I got another one of these Montauk pumpkin ales. Whoa. Supporting local. Very good brewery. Very good pumpkin ale. Just a taste of the pumpkin. with uh, uh, It tastes way more like, uh, like beer. Oh, this dog is driving me nuts. Can you? Doggy, I'm not leaving you again. I'll be right there. Go look for the kittens. They're, they're going after your food. Go look for the kittens. Um so yeah, I left Doggy to go get a Christmas tree. The guy wanted $125. And I'm like, for a seven and a half foot tree. I don't know what you're paying where you live, but should I just let the dog out? Oh, then he wins. Doggy! Um, let me go get the dog. Jesus. Look, there's no pressure. Go get a beer. I'll be right back. This dog's driving me nuts. Oh, look at the sunset. All right. While Opie goes and gets doggy, let me talk about decked.com slash Opie. Yeah, I know him, Opie. Just go with it. Jesus. A couple years ago, I went to a buddy's place to catch a football game. We had a great time, man. Hanging out. I didn't even think about my stuff. That I left in the back of my truck. This has happened to you, hasn't it? Of course it has. It snowed hard, and you know the rest. Everything is ruined. You're out easily a couple hundred bucks for the gear. It sucks. How about you make sure that never happens again? Get decked. The decked drawer system is weatherproof, keeping your stuff safe from rain, ice, and snow. Decked makes organizing and assessing everything you need so much easier. Each of Deck's two full bed length drawers can carry up to 200 pounds of whatever you got. The drawers roll out waist high, giving you easy access to your organized tools and gear. The Deck drawer system keeps your gear secure. If your tailgate is locked, you can't open the drawers and you can't remove the system. And the drawers themselves, yeah, they have locks for added security and peace of mind. Deck is 100% made in the USA. Backed by a lifetime no hassle warranty with a second to none customer service team ready to answer all of your questions. Got a truck? Listen up. Protect your stuff. Get your decked drawer system at deckt.com slash OP. That's D-E-C-K-E-D. Decked.com slash OP. And you'll get free shipping, by the way. That's decked.com slash OP for free shipping on your decked drawer system. Decked.com slash. Slash Opie. All right, uh, doggy's on the beach. Where is he now? He's he's gonna. I'm busy. I'm not busy. <laughs> so I yeah I didn't want to pay the two hundred dollars for a Christmas tree in New York City. So came out here, had a, a couple things, went to dinner with a friend last night, and a couple more errands. And then one of the things was you know I'm getting a, a Christmas tree out here. Guy wanted one hundred twenty five dollars and. I'm like, are we making a deal today? He's like, well, I could deliver it for free for you. I'm like, I don't, need, I don't need you to deliver it. You're throwing it in the back of my truck. Uh, I go, uh, what's the deal today? He goes, 110 I go, plus tax? He goes, yes, plus tax. I'm like, no deal. I go, what's the best deal you can make? And I go, look, you know, as well as I do, by the end of the season, uh, all a whole bunch of these trees are going to be on a pile. And you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be throwing them through a wood chipper or something like that. So you know damn well one of these trees you're not gonna sell. So why not make a deal with me today? He goes, all right. How about 110, no tax? I go, "Uh, I'll give you 100, all cash. He goes, follow me. And then handed him the hundred. He threw that right in the back of his uh, pants and we had a deal i like i like wheeling a deal and then he's asking me what i do for a living i'm like well i'm kind of semi-retired i had a big radio show i'll tell you the truth this is interesting over the years when i have said i i had a big radio show and they're like oh what show i would say opian anthony nine out of ten people are like holy shit i get the holy shit response as the years have gone on, which goes with the whole fame thing that I talk about, less and less people know the Opie and Anthony show. I know that sounds crazy because we're all in the world still, in a way. He didn't, he'd never heard of uh, the Opie and Anthony show, but he was, a, he was a bit older. He was like 75 years old. And I said, so I'm semi-retired. I used to make a lot of money, and they gave me the pipe because I was making too much money, which is the truth in the end. I mean, just look at all the other shows they got rid of at Sirius XM. They all were making uh, a lot of money. I'm not playing with you. I'm doing this now. I said, but I podcast and I, I make, I make like pennies compared to what I used to, uh, I used to make. I'll tell you the truth. If I still had the big high paying job at Sirius XM, I wouldn't be uh, haggling you for a damn Christmas tree. So, and then we talked, he He was stationed in Rome, New York during the Vietnam War and oh, neighbor's out. Ah, now I gotta whisper. Now the neighbors are out. Whenever I go out with my friends, my one buddy always goes. That's Pat from ONA. Years ago used to get me free beers. Now it gets a polite. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right on. See, now Doggy's playing with the neighbor's dog. I'm telling you right now, guys, this live stream is about to end because Doggy tries to have sex with that dog. My neighbor's already grabbed the dog because she knows that. And Doggy's only uh, a year and... Oh, shit. He's a year and a half now. And the neighbor's dog is on its last leg. It's very close to having wheels for back legs. And Doggy just goes to town. He's obsessed with my neighbor's dog. She's already grabbing him. Fuck, man. I wanted to do this live stream today. Ah, the dog got... Let me see what's going on. Yeah, see? see, There's there's really bad humping going on. I'll be right back. Say hi to everybody. Say hi to everybody. Say hi. You want to take some questions? You want to start a podcast? Because everyone else is podcasting. I think you'd be a good podcaster. What do you think, doggy? You're exhausted, right? I almost broke her and half. All right, go. No, don't run up there. They're gone. It was really bad. And then I'm trying to be cool because I'm live streaming. Because my neighbors don't want to be part of the live stream. They're cool. We get along. And then I look over. I'm like, awkward. So that's when I had to go and grab, uh, grab doggy. It's one thing if it's like basic humping. It was it was it was not good. Hello from the Great White North. All right, where were we? I, I knew this would be a cluster F because this dog can't be by himself. Especially because I lost him I left him for like two hours today. And then when I got home, he gave me such a yelp bark, almost like it was a sign of relief that I came back. I'm like, what do, what do you think? I wasn't coming back for you? God, dogs are dumb. Can you see, no, it wasn't doggy style. You can't read lips. Like bad, like really bad. Like man, that's uh, doggy. How do you how do you know how to do that? By the way, you're only a year and a half, brother. Baby steps. All right, maybe he'll uh, let me do a few more minutes here. I don't know, but that's all right. Uh, John Kortz, how are you, buddy? Uh, it was a '68. Now you owe me one. <laughs> it was bad because this dog is at the end of its life, man. Honestly, I think the neighbor's dog is like 11 or 12, and and. And acts like it. I'm serious. They're really close to getting wheelies for the back legs. The Opium Doggy Show coming to Sirius XM. Why not? To give everybody else a show over there. There was definitely a Me Too thing happening right over there. There's no Me Too in the a- animal kingdom though, right? But it was definitely a Me Too moment. That was bad. Uh, my last rescue bit me eight times in about 30 seconds. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Look, I support people that uh, rescue animals 100%. My brother's one of those guys. My brother, he's got a house full of cats, especially. It looks like uh, the bar scene in, in Star Wars. They are all sorts of fucked up. They all got some horrific thing happening, missing an eyeball, missing a paw, just crazy ass shit. My brother, I bow to him for doing that. And then my friend, Des Bishop, the comedian, you might know him. I got to get him back on the podcast. It's been too long, but I haven't really done guests, and I don't know why. I was thinking about that as I was walking the beach today. I'm like, why aren't you putting guests back on your podcast? I don't know. I was talking to Judge Jones the other day. I'll probably catch up with him soon. But Des also rescues dogs, and he rescues pit bulls because he knows no one else wants them. And he's had a lot of success with um bringing pit bulls into his house, basically he brings them in no he- he's he more or less um he like uh he, he adopts them until they can find families for them and usually it's pit bulls and he falls in love with these dogs and he's only had one bad experience with all the pit bulls he brought into his his house. The rest of them did really well and and he uh he had them until they found a family, and then the and then he brings them back to the shelter, and then the family officially ad- adopts them, and they've been very, very successful. Uh, Des Bishop's a good guy when it comes to that. That's called a foster. I'm sorry, Jennifer First. You're right. I was trying to come up with a word. I'm just frazzled because it was really bad. <laughs> what I just saw was really bad. My God. <laughs> it was not good. And I knew it, too, because... I knew the timing would be bad because end of the day, everybody who is still out here, they all bring their dogs to the beach for one last, you know, pee and poo. But it's a perfect time to do this because the sun's going down. It's really calm and nice. And as soon as I set this up, I'm like, I guarantee my neighbor's coming out with uh, with her dog. And sure enough, like I'm down in a little gully here. I see her at the top of the dune. I'm like, oh, here we go. Because they can't play nice. Was dog you peeing? Doggy, come here, come here! You ruined the whole live stream. You understand that, right? And you still didn't get what you wanted. Doggy, come on! What are you sniffing for? Dogs' life is so sad and lonely. Their whole day is sniffing everything they can, trying to get a a, a, a butt sniff in, bunch of peas and poos, and then they wait for you to feed them, which is getting scary because at the dog park. If another dog comes near me, uh, doggy goes into complete attack mode, and I'm like, "Oh, he—he he doesn't want any other dogs close to me because he knows I'm the one that takes care of him." I'm like, "Got it." Just before I—I I, I came down to the the beach to do this, doggy. What do you look? There's nothing down. Oh my God. You don't get it, do you, doggy? Oh, you're gonna just okay. Oh, are you bored? <laughs> There's a movement out, did you guys hear about this movement that um, some kids started and they have over 100,000 members? They're trying to claim that birds aren't real. Anyone else on in on this? I think birds are from some faraway land, I'll tell you that much. I think birds are from a faraway land. I think cats are from a faraway land. I think mushrooms come from another place. I think frogs come from another place. What else? Uh, Octopi Is that how you say uh, Octopus multiple times Octopi But there's a movement Where this guy is claiming That birds aren't real Our world is getting really Fucked up And he's got over 100,000 members Now you gotta think Out of the 100,000 members There's about 50,000 easily That just want to be a fucking asshole And a dick And like push this agenda that birds aren't real. But then there's 50 other thousand people. And out of those people, there's certainly a bunch that truly think that birds aren't real. And that's why they joined the group. Birds aren't real. I guess because the flat earth thing got old. So they had to come up with something, something else. I know people that think the earth is only 2,000 years old. And they ignore all the, what is it called? The carbon dating stuff. Don't ever go to a museum because that's when you realize your life has literally no significance whatsoever and that your life goes by like this. As far as the universe goes, this is your life. Damn. You're looking at fossils and like, oh, this fossil is 35 million years old. <laughs> like, what the hell? Why are we wasting our time with anything? Chris Gossi, the flat earth thing. All right. Now we got now we're back on track for a little a few more minutes and then we can move on. John Cor- all right, let's start with John Quartz. He's one of the good ones, of course. I had multiple birds smash into my house. Trust me, real as fuck. Yeah, man. We get a few birds every year that fly right into our house because we leave everything wide open to get the nice, uh, the nice breeze off the ocean in the middle of summer. And then you get the nice smell of uh the sea, air. And then next thing you know, a bird comes flying through the entire house and smashes on the other side into the into the windows. We get probably three or four of those a year. So I'm, I'm in the camp that uh, birds are definitely from somewhere else, but are definitely real. I do, too. I always ask them how they explain the Grand Canyon. Well, they don't. I, I've tried that, too. And they're just basically like, that wasn't cut out. It was, It's just been like that for two thousand years. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. You look at the Grand Canyon, uh, Canyon, and realize that started out. Well, you know what though? Why is the Grand Canyon so grand? And there's uh, rivers all over the place, all over the world, and there's not Grand Canyons, uh, you know, here and there. So why was it just the Grand Canyon that was cut out so dramatically, and maybe only a couple other? canyons hold on the dog is now lost are you serious doggy get over here there's nothing over th- you already sniffed everything over there he only listens if i got food but i do find that weird grand canyon i went there it's a- absolutely magnificent and it was cut out over uh, what millions of years but why aren't there other other canyons like that or very very few I don't have time for those people, but a lot of that is based on religion where the earth could only be 2000 years old or their religion doesn't make sense. And I'm like, I I'm sorry then then religion doesn't make sense. Cause it's pretty, it's pretty obvious to me. It's pretty obvious to me. There's so much life out there. It's not even funny where they say every grain of sand is a, uh, is a galaxy. Look how many galaxies in this sand right here. And then look at all the sand behind me. And it's only one part of one beach. So, of course, there's life all over the universe. Of course. Why haven't we found any then? Oh, all right. This is all, what, galaxies, right? I'm looking through all these galaxies. It's, it's probably thousands and thousands of grains of sand that represent, represents thousands and thousands of galaxies. Guess what? I didn't see one bit of life. In that one uh, handful of sand, that's why. Because uh, I think humans are just pompous idiots, and we think that we could uh, go up and down in in, uh, in rockets, and that we could build a you know a space station that we're actually accomplishing something. We we haven't even scratched the surface, man. We got to get so much so much further out there. It's not even funny. And then maybe we have a chance of finally discovering life (laughs) john coritz and your dog just pissed all over millions of galaxies there you go real pot talk no this is just real life i mean if you use your stupid brain i mean there's there's life uh there's a whole bunch of crabs uh on this beach in the morning you'll see you know they're little holes because they pop up at night trying to find some food, and they're really skittish, and it's almost impossible to to see them during the day. Um, if I dug for the next hour, I'm not going to dig up one damn crab, but there's a ton of life under under the under this sand right now. Birds are also definitely real. I've seen the result of a duck through a Learjet engine. And a goose that hit the front of an airplane wing. Foot-wide dent that went back about three inches. Oh, my God. You know, flying has become incredibly safe, except for the birds. An illustrated book about birds. All right, if you listen up a minute here, I'm going to try to save you some money. I say try because it's up to you to do this. You do know free trials renew without your consent, right? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Do it now. Truebill.com slash Opie. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Ready for this? On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. They don't want you canceling. That's why they make it so hard to do. Or they know you're going to forget about it. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge, ooh, sounds fancy, is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I recently downloaded the Truebill app. And I was amazed to find out that I was paying for something. I'm like, why am I still paying for this? They have over 2 million users and help save them over $100 million. Let's see what Matthew B has to say. I don't know, Matthew B, but he left a great review. In a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill. Saved $120 for the year on my, are you ready for this? My SiriusXM bill. By the way, that's the one I was still paying for, and I didn't even know it because I had VIP accounts, but I guess somewhere along the way, I paid for a couple subscriptions for somebody in my family. Not anymore. Thank you, Truebill. Matthew B. also saved $840 a year on car insurance. Wowie. Look, don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash O-P-I-E. Go right now, I'm telling you. It helps the podcast, but it helps you. You're going to save money. You're going to find money. I'm telling you. Truebill.com slash Opie. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Opie. And welcome aboard, Truebill.com slash Opie. Did I say slash wrong? I hope not. Look at this guy announcing himself. Dale Gribble. Has entered the chat. Well, welcome, Dale Gribble. I hope you're not a hater. We'll find out soon enough, I'm sure. Doggy's just chilling over there. As long as he's near me, he's good. He's like, are you done? He's like, are you done feeding your ego? like, fuck my ego. What about your ego, doggy? You know, if you're a a narcissist, you can't own a dog. You can't own a dog. Because you realize... Early on, when you get a dog, and I haven't had a dog since I was a kid, so I'm highly allergic to most breeds of dogs, except for the hypos. That's why we finally uh, jumped in, and I was even nervous when we got doggy that I would be allergic to him, but in the end, I'm not. Um, but you you learn early on when you're a dog owner that um, dogs don't do anything for you. I mean, not, literally nothing. And when you think they give a shit about you, you realize, oh, they're hungry or, oh, they got to go pee. Cheers. So that's what I learned. I mean, their egos are out of out of control. Doggy's got to work on his his, uh, his true self. But right now, look, he's pouting. The dog is fucking pouting because I haven't paid attention to him. And what? How long has it been? Five minutes? He's Pouting. Uh, Michael, those crabs that climb on your balls are definitely aliens. <laughs> I never had that. Thank God. Thank God. I never had that. <clears throat> thank God. Uh looky here. Oh, are you okay, man? This is like watching my childhood. I'm 40. Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm actually uh in a good mood. Had a good uh couple of days here at the ocean, got a few things done. Oh, doggy's looking up at the moon now. It's like, what the fuck is that? Can I eat that? Uh, no, I'm really good. I'm really chill. I'm happy. And I just got $20. I've listened to O&A. Are you the same guy that gave me the other 20 Let me read your comment. I've listened to O&A about 30 hours a week for the last two years at work. I just want to say thank you so much for what you guys did. You've been a massive joy to my life, man. And I'm so glad you're enjoying life after this show. I'm actually uh, much happier Um these days than when I was doing the Opie and Anthony Show and I know like a lot of hardcore fans Don't want to hear that but it's the truth I would like a, a little bit uh bigger audience I would like to be Making a little more money but besides that I'm in a good spot I had a really tough time with that whole Opie and Anthony run really tough time So yeah no I'm good um, Guy incognito Hey Opie why do you think Patrice is more Popular influential Influential excuse me than ever He seemed to me to appreciate what all y'all did and contributed to the show than the regular guests. Uh, Cause Patrice was like one of a kind man. And like, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that are really, really funny. Stop drinking. It's one fucking beer. You loser. Patrice is like one of a kind. Those type of comedians don't come around often. And it's, it's just a tragedy that he died so young, but that's why, I mean, his stuff holds up. We, uh, I think we did a really good job with Patrice, the whole Opie and Anthony world. When he died, we put out a whole bunch of tribute videos with uh, some of his best stuff. And those things continue to do really, really well. And I um, I listened to one recently, and I couldn't believe how much the, the stuff uh, still holds up. And he's been gone 10 years, man. There's a lot of comedians. They're really, really funny, but their stuff is throwaway stuff. You're not going to be listening to their... There's stuff in another five or ten years. Uh, not at all. But with Patrice, it's kind of it's kind of timeless. I, I, I uh, compared him to Bill Hicks the other day. Bill Hicks left us way too early. But you listen to uh, Star with Relentless. The names have changed, but the concepts are exactly the same, man. Do yourself a favor. Homework assignment. Bill Hicks, Relentless. And tell me if uh, not most of his material off that CD if it doesn't hold up. And Patrice is in that same camp, man. Uh, fair enough. Jennifer Ferris. That's also how I felt about Greg Giraldo. Yeah, Greg Giraldo's stuff holds up. I don't know Greg Giraldo's catalog as well. Uh, I'm kind of bummed that we didn't have him on the Opie and Anthony show more. He certainly had his appearances, but nothing like Patrice and the other guys. I think we kind of missed our missed a boat with uh, Greg Giraldo, and it's too bad we didn't have him on a lot more, but Jennifer First is right. The stuff I've heard and know, his stuff really holds up as well. Uh, Guy Incognito, it was hilarious that you were so honest with him and told him that he intimidated you for the first few years. That was one of the first and only times he seemed shocked. P.S. Bill Hicks was a genius. There you go. Patrice knew he did that to people. I mean, he was six, what, five, I think. Huge, man. When he walked into that studio, he took up the whole doorway. And he was intimidating as hell. And he knew it, too. He would give you a look, and you're like, oh, fuck, man. And I remember uh, him coming into that show. If you could make him laugh at something you were saying, it would make my day. It would make my day. And it became a challenge to try to make that guy laugh. Because he was the type of guy. There's a lot of comedians. Oh, shit. Now we're getting into some honest conversations here. There's a lot of comedians that will refuse to laugh at um, civilians. If you're not a comic, they will not laugh at your shit. There's a lot of these guys. Because if they're laughing at your shit, they're like, what the fuck? This is what I do for a living and I work really hard at it. And this guy, a fucking plumber and he's getting laughs in the room. So they get really, really intimidated and they will refuse to laugh at others. Especially if they're not comedians. Patrice O'Neal, man, he didn't give a fuck if you were uh if you were another comic or if you were putting up scaffolding in New York City, if you were funny, he would let you know it. Uh and that was that was pretty special because there's not a lot of comedians that will do that. There really aren't. And the other thing about the comedians, I'll tell you this too. Uh it was incredibly frustrating that most comedians, I don't know, uh, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of the guys that used to do the show, they didn't feel worthy if they weren't getting big laughs. And whenever it got really, really serious in that room, and I loved that. I loved trying to go serious with these comedians, and they thought that if they weren't making people laugh, then it was it was a complete waste of time. And they did not want to let their guard down and go into some serious um, areas and serious topics. Listen for that. If you listen to any uh, comedy podcast, you'll hear it for yourself. These comedians, if anything gets real, they will tap out and quickly try to find the joke. They do They do not want to go down that road. Uh, I say that because Patrice was another guy that had no problem being serious. And, man, did he open up on our show and tell us some really dark, serious stuff over the years. Patrice was funny on the walkovers. Yeah, man, because Patrice knew how to work the streets. Patrice knew how to work the people. I saw so many strangers when I would hang out with Patrice after the show. We, uh, there was a little pizza place around the corner from Series XM. We'd go there from time to time. Like I said the other day, I can't oversell it. I didn't hang out with Patrice a lot outside the show, but certainly had my moments and my times. And just to walk to the pizza place, ordering the pizza, sitting down with the pizza, he would make friends wherever he'd go. And you would see the genuine smile. Or smiles, I should say, on people's faces. Uh, he really had an effect on people. Yeah, I saw Bobby Lee's in the new Sex of the City. I saw a couple couple uh, pics of him on the street with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Good for uh, Bobby Lee. It's crazy to see Bobby Lee has blown up since the old radio show. A um, bunch of the guys have, man. <laughs> oh, no, your wife made you watch Sex of the City also? No. <laughs> I'll tell you something. When I worked at WNEW, now I'm from Long Island. I I did not know city life that well when me and Anthony uh, moved to New York City and worked at WNEW back in 1998. And we had a program director. His name was Gary Wall. And I really liked the guy. But uh, we had a falling out. And I I remember we saw him years later on the walkover. And I literally, (laughs) I looked at him. He was the ice cream guy when all hell was breaking loose as me and Anthony were fighting K-Rock on a, a daily basis, uh, Gary Wall was nowhere to be seen. And one day after an incredible going back and forth with, uh, with K-Rock, huge, huge uh, radio battle going on, he shows up near the end of our show with an ice cream cone. And I was like, where the fuck have you been? Because we were l- literally in a lot of trouble. Uh, that's a story for another time because I'm trying to remember exactly what what we were fighting that particular day when he showed up at the studio at an ice cream cone. So we had a fallen out, unfortunately, but he, he was the guy that really believed in me and Anthony. Well, me and Anthony were at any and we were fighting the, um, the old school jocks that really still believed in the music. And me and me and Anthony, like, fuck that man. You know, the future is in and just talking your ass off. So there was a battle going on between the new and the old and Gary wall would sit us down in his office and go, just blow everything up he goes i gotta play it i gotta play it a certain way with the rest of the staff here but you guys are right on point keep doing what you're doing and just blow it all up i'm loving it i'm like right on gary so but unfortunately as me and anthony got bigger we really needed um gary to fight our battles and it was getting tougher and tougher with corporate and Long story short, they got rat- rid of Gary, and they brought in Jeremy Coleman and Ken Stevens to try to control us, which I thought was a really bad move. Because uh, Gary Wall was a rock star. He was, he was punk rock. Saw him years later on the uh, the walkover, and I go, Gary, all these years later, it was about three or four years later, I'm like, so what do you think of me and Anthony, you know? I was really curious, because we left that bad turn. He goes, indifference. And ever since that day, that word has become part of my vocabulary. The word "indifferent" or "indifference" is such a great word. Indifferent, indifference. So to answer uh, Vincent Scaramuzzo, no, my wife wasn't the one that made me watch Sex in the City. My my wife could care less about Sex in the City. Um, doggy, God damn it, is he lost in the dunes? Hold that dog. Will you get back here? We're almost done. Oh my god, he's bored. Um, but Gary Wall. When me and Anthony moved to New York in nineteen ninety eight, he knew the that we didn't really know New York that well, because it changed a lot since since we were growing up and stuff. And then I, I was all over the place doing radio. And he goes, "There's a show called Sex in the City." He goes, "It's four chicks." No offense to the chicks out there. He goes, but I think it'd be a really good show for you guys to watch because it really gives you the feel of New York. Now, I don't know if Anthony took his advice. I have no idea, but I did. And I started watching the show and I started understanding the neighborhoods and the people and the writing was pretty good. The show in general was just all right. But, um, it really helped me as far as a reference point goes with, uh, living in New York and trying to do a radio show in New York city. Josh Coffey, just watched video of you breaking into Stern office, laughing my ass off. How much heat did he get for that? And that cleaning lady definitely got fired. Okay, Josh. That's the reason I got fired from Sirius XM. Uh, cleaning lady did not get fired. But the staff at Sirius XM, after I after I did that, they were really mad at me. Not because I broke into Stern's office. They liked that part. They patted me on the back, basically, but they were really mad that I put that lady's job on the line. I felt so bad that I got her chocolates and flowers, and I gave it to her like the next day or two days later. I got my ass like just chewed out by management over that stunt. And I basically uh, told Scott Greenstein, I go, look, I don't know what the hell going to happen, but I- I'm telling you right now, the cleaning lady, you know, had nothing to do with that. Uh, you know, please don't take it out on her. And I swear to you, Josh, and you can believe whatever you want, this is what sucks about what I do. I can tell you the truth, and then then it'll be spun and, and you'll still make up your own story. But the truth is, she did not get fired for that. But the staff at Sirius XM were really, really mad at me, really mad and, and openly mad at me about uh, you know the cleaning lady's involvement in, in that because she was such an innocent bystander. If you don't know the video, basically me, Vic, and Sherrod were leaving Sirius XM. I was live streaming. Excuse me, live streaming all the way back then I was live, so I was Feeling it, and she was coming Out of the Stern um, uh, uh, Area He has has like Half the floors just for Stern That fucking ego maniac And Doggy, do not get lost now I went right to the door, she was leaving I said, hey, I, I forgot something In there, could you let me in? And she let me In, and I'm live on I think it was Facebook at the time, so I felt like, ah, oh, shit! Everybody's watching this, and I was definitely feeling the peer pressure. I don't know if I would have done. I, honestly, I could say I wouldn't have done it if, uh, if I wasn't live streaming. So at this point, I'm like, shit, man! I gotta, I gotta do this. So I went in there. My goal was to sit in a seat, but then the security guards came running really, really fast. And at that point, I'm like, ah, oh, shit! I'm in trouble and Sherrod knew it. Sherrod absolutely knew it, and so did Vic Henley, but Vic Kennedy didn't care, because he's like, who cares? This is all this is all make-believe. We don't have real jobs. We don't have real jobs, because I remember the days after that, I'm like, Vic, I'm in trouble for that study. He's like, for what? What do you do? And I'm like, exactly, but you know, is that doggy's tail? Okay. Because <laughs> uh, you'll see the deer come flying over the dune. Um, But they're all wound tight at SiriusXM. And I'm like, nah, Vic, I think I'm in trouble. He's like, you're in trouble for that? Get the hell out of here. He's like, there's no way. And I'm like, I'm telling you, man, I know how these people work. Long story short, uh, when they were yelling and screaming at me, one of the things they said is like, it's in the hands of the lawyers. And they said, oh, shit, I can't talk about this stuff. Fuck. Um, Ah, Christ. Um. uh, Uh, well, they basically said it's in the hands of the lawyers and we're not sure if you've been breaking into offices after everyone goes home. I'm like, I go, I I better not mention the guy's name. I'm like, I've been here forever. Are you serious? This is crazy. Wow. I got to shut up. Uh, that's, uh, why I was let go from serious XM. Um, I kind of cut that story short. I I, I was feeling, I was feeling it. I got to shut up. If I start making really good money again, I won't shut up. I'll—I have a few more details about all that. Come here, doggy. Say goodbye to everybody. Come here. He doesn't listen, by the way. Oh, he's listening a little bit. Come here. Come here. Come here. Say goodbye to everybody. Come here. No. All right.